Welcome to the SLP Talk Show. Real talk with Carrie about stuff that really matters. Hey, it's Carrie, your fast-talking, speech-therapy-loving host. While you are driving, cleaning, exercising, or whatever it is you do while listening to podcasts, I'm going to be chatting about pediatric speech therapy stuff. But I don't want our time together to feel like work or be boring. You already work enough, and you already have enough boring stuff to do in your life. So let's get going and have some fun. Hi, welcome to episode 21. Jim and I are happy you joined us for an important conversation about early intervention providers and parents partnering together to support a young child's learning and development. So, hello, Jim. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah, we're back. We're back. So, before we get started, I really think we have to do a quick game of Chump or Champ. I was Champ last time. You were Champ last time. Yeah. Yes, yes. You know, when we started this, we were calling it Stump the Chump, but you're a Champ more than you're a Chump, I think. So, we're changing the name. I really, I'm, I'm good with change. You know, yeah, 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 that's... yeah, yeah. So we're gonna go with it. So our, our game is now called Chump or Champ. Chump so or champ. four questions. Okay. Okay. Let's see if you can get four out of four. All right. Uh, question number one: How many legs does an ant have? Uh, six. Correct. Number two: What currency is used in Russia? Uh, let's see. I'm gonna say rubles. Ruble. Yeah, I would have probably in reading it. All I was thinking of was Barney Rubble, but it is not a rubble. It is a ruble. <laughs> okay, two for two. Third question: What do you call the nose of a horse? Uh, nostril. No, I, I have no idea. <laughs> it starts with an M. I have no clue. Muzzle. A muzzle. Mm, really? We stumped you there. All right, last one. In what classic arcade game do you steer a figure gobbling dots and prizes while being chased by Blinky, Inky, Pinky, and Clyde? Wow. <laughs> Pac-Man. <laughs> ding, ding, See, ding, I ding. wish that would have been like the third one and maybe I would have given me confidence. You think so? Yeah. So I three out of four, 75%. Yeah. Never knew that. It was It was called a... Muzzle. A muzzle. I just called it a nose. They never say, like in horse races, uh, you know, Seattle slew by a muzzle. No, oh. they say by a nose. Oh, you're right. Okay, well, we so need to... I'm very upset with this. We need to contact somebody about yeah. that. I'm going to send a strongly worded letter <laughs> to somebody. Very good. Very good. Okay, so let's go ahead and get into this. In the last episode, uh, I talked a lot about parent coaching and how it's actually different from that more vague uh, parent education. So today, what I thought we would do is talk about creating a joint plan Mm -hmm. and focusing on getting follow through between sessions, all right? So at the end of every session, I always kind of wrap up by asking families, based on what we've talked about or practiced today, what do you want to focus on until I come back next time? Okay. Okay. So sometimes what I do is I give a recap of the strategies or the areas that we either focused on or practiced. So what Jim and I are going to do today is a little role play. Okay. <laughs> and I'm going to be the early intervention provider and you're going to be... A dad? The dad. I know, yeah. It's kind of a stretch. I know. Me. It is a stretch, right? So, <laughs> okay. So here goes our little role play. All right. So, Jim, today we really talked about two strategies to support Aaron's development. One of the areas Mm -hmm. we talked about was how to read books uh, to Aaron to try to keep him more engaged. And the second thing we sort of discussed was how to help prepare Aaron for transitions. Because I know you said, Mm -hmm. you know, transitions are tough for him. So, 
between those two things, I mean, we did talk about a few other things, but those were the two main areas we focused on in our session today. So which one of those would you like to focus on this week? You know, I think books, I, you know, because I always did that with, with my girls. So I think books would be the one. So you try to do story time with them mm-hmm. and yeah. not terribly effective? No. No. Okay. So Usually can't get them to sit down. He doesn't really participate much, kind of wanders away. Okay. So um, you guys, as the listeners, there's two different scenarios. I'm going to give you the first scenario, which is a really common scenario. So the parent says, this is what I want to focus on. And the first scenario is where the early intervention provider starts dispensing professional recommendations. Okay. So instead of parent coaching, which is supposed to be collaborative and interactive, the EI provider kind of dispenses recommendations. So in this um, first scenario, I would say to Jim, okay, here are the two things I want you to do this week. Number one is I want you to choose books about letters, okay, because I know that's something he's really interested in. And the second thing I want you to do is to not read the words on the page, uh, but instead just talk about the pictures on each page. So that is a really common scenario, right, where Mm -hmm. I tell you what to do. But I want to share with you a different scenario, and we're going to role play through this because parent coaching is um, supposed to be conversational. It's supposed to be interactive. So instead, I want to show you a scenario where the EI provider and parent partner together in creating this joint plan. Mm -hmm. Okay, so here's how it would begin. Okay, well, I know you said you've tried reading books to Aaron. Mm -hmm. Can you show me some of the books that you've actually tried to read to him? Okay, that you've tried reading to Aaron. Yeah. Okay, so Jim hands me these three books or, you know, he goes to Aaron's room and gets some books or whatever. And he brings me, if you give a mouse a cookie, when I get bigger, Froggy rides a bike. And Jim explains to me as the EI provider that these were stories that his daughters liked him to read, you know, when they were about Aaron's age. And so Mm -hmm. he tries to read these books um, and, um, and says, you know, Aaron just doesn't really seem interested. Can't keep him engaged. So after Jim shows me the books, I would actually ask why do you think that Aaron doesn't really stay engaged with these particular books uh, you know I, I'm, I'm not sure he's so into letters maybe maybe because they're not enough letters or if we had books about letters it'd be better I don't know so you're talking about the alphabet he really likes yeah. ABCs doesn't yeah, he just letters himself he really likes letters that's kind of one of his we've talked about that's kind of a deep interest of his isn't mm-hmm. it he really likes yeah. his puzzles with letters he likes pointing out letters on like boxes of food I mean he's really into letters so mm-hmm. you're right um, these books aren't focused on the alphabet they're focused I mean these are actually storybooks right that have different themes so um, do you think in your um a library of books, you know, wherever you keep your, your children's books, do you think maybe we could look through them and see if there is a, another book that might be more focused on the alphabet? Yeah, absolutely. Whatever we can do. Okay. So either Jim brings me more books or we go, you know, over to where there's maybe a book basket or something mm-hmm. and we find Chicka Chicka Boom Boom, right? Mm-hmm. And so um, Jim says, oh, well, yeah, I don't know why I didn't think about that, right? Yeah, I yeah, mean, chicken. so. That makes complete sense. Right. It's got so, letters in it. So, so we find this book and we agree uh, together that this book looks like um, a, a good book, right? Um, and so then what I'm going to say is I'm going to ask Jim, well, what are you going to do though, Jim? Even though this is a book about letters, what are you going to do if you start reading the book and Aaron walks away or seems uninterested? Um, not sure. I guess I'll just stop reading. 
Okay, so that's that's kind of how it's been going, right? You try to read to him. He doesn't right. seem interested, so you just stop reading. So let me ask you this, Jim. How could you change the way you read this book to him? Do you feel like you need to read every word on the page? Well, that's how I've been doing it, but <laughs> you say that maybe I don't need to. Do you think he would like it better if you just pointed out the letters on each page? Yeah, that, that yeah, maybe that's the best way to do it. Okay, because you know, just in hearing you talk, he really likes to label letters. Mm -hmm. He's very interested yeah. in that. So I think this sounds like a great plan. Now, what you can do, chicka chicka boom boom, is one of those books that has some repetitive phrases in it. You know, mm -hmm. chicka chicka boom boom is R one of right. the repetitive phrases. So if there are days where, as you're turning pages and labeling letters, and you know, maybe you could even. Um, um, I don't know, move your finger like up the coconut tree, you mm -hmm. know, like, like the letters up, and up. go, yeah, yeah, just repeat it up, up, up. But on there's page on the pages where uh, that repetitive phrase, chicka, chicka, boom, boom. And maybe okay. you could pound the, the floor. Pound the or, floor. Yeah, or pound the table okay. for boom, boom. And then just kind of pause and look at Aaron and see if, you know, he imitates you, if he seems interested in it. Okay. So, but I would just do that on days when he's really engaged. Otherwise, I really like your plan of just talking about the letters on okay. each page, pointing to them, labeling so not them. reading the words, not just talking reading about the, words. the letters. That, okay. Yeah, absolutely. And I know it's easier said than done because we, when we read to kids, we usually read every word on right. the page. But yeah. um, I think this is a, a great plan. So I'm going to go ahead and um, on my little yellow sticky notepad, I'm going to write this joint plan out for you and leave that with you so that you can remember uh, those strategies. Awesome. Okay, guys. So um, I leave, I come back the next week or in two weeks, however often I see this family. Mm -hmm. And when I return, um, after I ask how was your weekend or, you know, how's it been going since I was here last time? We always start with the niceties, make sure that relationship is strong. Um, then I'm going to hold the parent accountable and I am going to ask about the joint plan. Okay. All right. So every session begins and ends with the discussion of the joint plan. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So right. we end the session by creating a joint plan mm -hmm. and we begin every session by recapping how that joint plan went. Right. Okay. So... Hey, so Jim, you know, glad you had a good weekend. I am so anxious to hear uh, how your how the joint plan went this week. Tell me about story time with Aaron. So his first response might be, "It was great. It was great. He he really loved the book. We just you know focused on the letters and." Everything, it went much better than I thought it was going to. Okay, so in that regard, the joint plan was effective. We had parent follow through, right? And mm -hmm. we can either continue building on, you know, that routine of, of reading stories and add new strategies. Right. Or if dad has other <clears throat> concerns, we can change and focus. But let's do the second scenario now. When I ask, how'd story time go this past week? Jim could reply. Well, <laughs> It didn't go so well. I couldn't really get him to sit down and and you know read the book. He just he just kept leaving. So, you know, trying to get away from me. Okay. So I couldn't really okay. get get going at all. Okay. So it didn't go as well as you'd hoped. Is that right. fair to say? Yeah. All right. So let's talk about why you think it didn't go very well. All right. So tell me um, a, a little bit about story time. How did it How did it you know transpire? Well, it's. I mean, it was just hard to get started. You know, I mean, I try to sit him down and, you sit know. Sit him where? Where'd you have him sit? I On my lap. Okay. And then, you know, as soon as I would get the book, then he kind of like would sniff out the plan and he would oh. wriggle away from me and, you know, 
then I couldn't get him back. And then he was he was gone. He you was know, done yeah. at that point. Yeah. So, so I, I couldn't get him to sit down again. That's fascinating that you say he kind of sniffed it out. Is it fair to say he smelled your agenda? Yeah, Like he knew absolutely. what you yeah. wanted him to do. So let me ask you this. Um, would it be helpful if we practiced again today? If we practiced reading to him and kind of practiced using these strategies together? I think so. I mean, I, obviously I'm doing it wrong. So well, I... I I think practicing would help. Okay, great. And it's not that there's a right or a wrong way. It's about figuring out Aaron's way, right? right? Because we kind of have our own individual ways that we think, you know, we should read to a child. Mm -hmm. And Aaron has, um, you know, he is developing a little bit differently. And so he, you know, than your daughter, certainly. Yeah, I mean, it's totally different. Yeah, it's totally different. So let's figure out Aaron's way of engaging in story time, okay? So let's, what do you think about creating a very simple and highly predictable reading plan? Because I know you've told me in the past, you are the expert on your son, that Mm -hmm. Aaron really seems to do well with routines that are predictable, right? When you do the same thing the same way every time. So instead of having him sit, because I know that's what you mentioned, that the minute you had him sit on your lap, he would start wriggling and fussing and trying to squirm away. Uh What do you think about letting him stand? Oh, okay. I mean, I know that's not how we normally read to kids, Mm -hmm. but if we don't make this about kind of making him sit still, what do you think? Do you think it's worth trying? Yeah, I, I do. I mean, obviously, I can't get him to sit down anyway, so I guess standing would make more sense. So would you be comfortable reading and talking about the pictures and pointing out the letters, even if Aaron isn't looking at the pages in the book? Or would you normally stop at that point? Normally, I would stop, but, you know, it kind of sounds like I need to keep going. Yeah, I would I, I would love for you, and we'll practice it here together today, but I would love for you to just maybe label the A. You know, okay. there's the A. And the A is going up the tree. Oh, uh-huh. there's the B. And even if he's kind of looking around or, you know, not really focused on the page, maybe try doing a couple of pages, okay? And just let's see let's see what happens. In fact, I would, what do you think? How about, how many pages? This, this Chicka Boom Boom book is pretty long. I mean, it looks right. like it's got over 20 pages. How many pages do you think you'd want to try before you'd say, you know, I just don't think this is worth continuing? Maybe three. Three, four, four pages. Are yeah. you comfortable with that then? Well, that'd be a great start. It would be a great start. And that's how I really encourage you to think about this is not I need to finish the book. Because remember, we're looking for strategies to keep Aaron engaged. Yeah. So we start small, right? Mm-hmm. We're okay with small steps. We don't have to go from not reading to reading an entire book, right? Mm-hmm. We're going to go from not reading to maybe getting through three or four pages. Okay. Okay. Baby steps. So, yeah, baby steps. Baby steps. So we'll just do the first few letters of the alphabet. You're going to label the letter. Maybe make one comment about the picture. You know, whatever's happening. Okay. And we'll practice here together, but maybe just make one comment and then turn the page. Okay. And getting him, if he is kind of interested, when you go to turn the pages, uh, you know, maybe hold it halfway and see if he'll finish turning the page, you know, and that would be a way that he could engage in story time. So I will, um, we'll practice together here, but let me ask you this. Um, This is the second week that we're going to be working on this, this kind of routine of, of story reading. So I want to talk to you about something called the change scale. So listeners, this is a really powerful uh, tool to use. Okay. So here's what I would ask the parent on a scale of one to 10, how important is it for you to be able to read with Aaron? So a one would be not important at all. Mm-hmm. A 10 would be the most important thing like in your life right now. So on a scale of one to 10, when looking at um, you know Aaron's development and your relationship with him, how important is reading to him right now? Uh, solid seven or eight. 
So it's pretty important. It's yeah. a priority. Yeah. Yeah. And I know you've mentioned over and over that you always did that with your girls. Right. That you know how important literacy is. Right. You know? And I feel like it, it, it was good and beneficial for them. So yeah. it should and didn't be for him. You, I remember you telling me in one of our visits that you felt like you really bonded with your daughters during story Oh, absolutely. Time. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So when I, I use the change scale listeners and I asked Jim, you know, the parent on a scale of one to 10 and he says a seven or an eight, what that now tells me is this is a priority, mm-hmm. right? It's not yeah. my priority because I don't ask myself as the early intervention provider, how important right. do I think it is? It doesn't matter how important I think it is. What matters is how important the parent thinks it is. So okay. we've got, we've identified this as now a priority so i would say great so now one more question jim on a scale of one to ten what's the likelihood you'll use those strategies that we talked about and practice today even when i'm not here what's the likelihood you'll use them well i mean i obviously think it's very important so i'm going to say an eight again or maybe even a nine so you feel like they are strategies that you can follow through with you feel like we've practiced them enough and it seems simple enough okay. you know to, to try that and it's not too much to try very good so listeners if Jim would have said well I'm really kind of leery I you know I haven't had good luck with story time so the likelihood I'm going to follow through I'll be honest with you Carrie it's more like a three or a four then what that tells me is these strategies aren't right this mm-hmm. parent either doesn't have the comfort level or we haven't practiced enough or haven't given enough feedback right there's something maybe I need to model um, within you know intentionally model and have dad observe as I model the strategies okay. and and then talk to the dad about right. you know what I'm doing and why, and you know uh, reflecting on how I read. So uh, if 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 the change scale, um, if the parent gives you ever a number that's low, a two, a three, or a four, it mm-hmm. means you don't have a good joint plan, and that's why there's no follow through. Right. So what I want everybody to recognize is that when a parent doesn't follow through with the joint plan, we need to stop blaming the parent and saying they're lazy or they're forgetful or they just don't care, right? Because this is a lot of times right. what our lay intervention providers do is we blame parents. What I want everybody to understand is that when parents don't follow through, there's one reason, and the reason is because change is is hard right so we're asking you to change the way you know how to read stories with your children because this is your third child you've read stories for many many years to your kids and so i i'm coming in and asking you to change how you parent and change is hard Mm -hmm. and that is what is being reflected when an adult doesn't follow through with an agreed upon joint plan Mm-hmm. Right. So the change scale is extremely powerful. And for all you listeners out there, uh, I, especially if you work in early intervention, if you're doing parent coaching, I hope you will consider using the change scale. All right, guys, thanks for listening to another episode of SLP Talk Show. If you're enjoying the podcast, please, please, please leave us a review. Let us know how we're doing. As you head back to the real world, take time to reflect on the blessings in your life. Remember, practice kindness and acceptance. And please, Get your boobies checked every year. Early detection can save your life. It certainly saved mine. Until we meet again, cheers.